Brittany Herzbrun. And we have a guest today. Hi, Sarah Spinks. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Sarah Spinks. <laughs> Sorry, hey, not holding the mic. Yeah, it's all good. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing today? Awesome. Yeah, um, so you you have this space here. We were just talking a little bit about it. Do you want to um, say some more stuff about it so that people that are listening can know what you guys do here at Backfence? Yeah, so this is Backfence Society. We call this place the clubhouse and the concept behind the space is that the community really decides what we use it for to connect with the community uh, through creativity so it's an event-based space right now we have kitty palooza 2.0 happening in here it's a cat themed group art show there's about 15 or 20 artists participating in this show but really anybody can reach out to us and use this space in any way yeah. Create creatively. Yeah. Um, they can host a workshop. I did a workshop with Boy Scout Troop or not Boy Scout Troop, Boy Scout Pack. I was corrected. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like a, a portrait class with the Boy Scout Pack this week. Um, we do monthly trash walks called Only Losers Litter. Mm. We feel really passionately about litter and how it's horrible so we wear superhero capes and then we clean up trash we pick locations in the community um yeah so anybody can reach out to us and use this space yeah that's awesome you do like so much stuff like you do do you still do tattoos i still tattoo i I did a lot of tattooing the last two three days so i just finished doing two tattoos and then i came over here (laughs) wow (laughs) my schedule allows me a lot of flexibility and i have a really supportive family so i get to just live my wacky artist life getting into getting into stuff i'm just always getting into stuff i'm just itchy and i just want to do everything i don't know it's for sure pers- no it's a personality I, yeah <laughs> I, that, I admire that a lot because that's what i try to do a lot also i have like a ton of hobbies on top of having my day job so mm-hmm. i guess maybe a question i'd have to you is like do you have advice for people that like you want to be more um active in their community and doing a bunch of different projects and stuff like that like how do you how do you go about i think uh, I was having life. a dinner with somebody the other night and they talked about how leadership picks you like it, w- it was a quote and I can't remember what her quote was, but really the gist of it was that leadership picks you. So I always say I say, I like to say lean into it. So when opportunities come my way that I'm uh, I know I have a skill set to assist or help or give in some capacity um, or that I'm going to have an opportunity to grow in some way. I like to take those opportunities when they find their, when they find themselves in my path. Yeah. I just, I lean into it. So like you approached me about doing a podcast. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done that. I want to do that. I'm just curious all the time about mm. everything. You can't know everything. So you got to, you only have one life. Yeah. Like, do as much as you can. That's you th- a great quality to have. I could use more of what you do. <laughs> <laughs> David and I are very opposite. He loves having a lot to do. It makes him feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I also have a lot of hobbies, but I don't like to do any of them. <laughs> Whenever I have too much to do, I, I start to get really upset. 
so yeah i i feel like i had that week earlier this week i sort of felt that way um and somebody said it was a virgo moon so i was like literally having an anxiety attack the other night are you a virgo no i'm a libra but she said it was a virgo moon (laughs) what does that mean yeah what i don't he's a a virgo Virgo, i have no idea It, it just it felt really messed up is what is that what it feels like to be a virgo i was like this is messed I mean, up my was ex like, was a virgo and he sucks so <laughs> that probably is what it feels like but i'm me. also virgo and i don't okay well. <laughs> when it, when is your birthday though september 1st it's pretty close to his i was gonna say maybe you guys are <laughs> different style of virgo yeah, or something. Cuspy. yeah yeah maybe i don't know I don't know either. We don't know a lot about astrology, but we like to <laughs> talk about it regularly. We, we send each other BuzzFeed quizzes on what uh, they'll guess your uh, star sign. I think it got it right one out of the maybe like 15. For tests. me, I don't think it's ever gotten me right. Sure? I think you just came up with your next guest. Like you need to find an ast- astrology yeah, person or a tarot too. card yeah. reader. Reader. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, we, we sh- really do. I can find somebody it's like that. It's interesting. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know if that's the rabbit hole that I want to go down, but I kind of do. You do? I, I don't want to do tarot cards because that scares me. But I would like to do. <laughs> I would like to do somebody who's super knowledgeable about, about astrology. astrology, so we can, they can. We should just have it so we can get all of our questions answered because yes. there's so much things that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So many. Like, what is a Virgo moon? Yeah. And why did it give me anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have any um, like advice that you hear? Um, commonly given out or any advice that was given to you that you really like or a certain like advice philosophy that you like to live your life by um like uh going back to the curious i love i so my my son goes to a school an elementary school and elementary school is not like when we went to elementary school i feel like well i'm a little bit older than both of you but it's definitely not like when I went to elementary school. He goes to a school that's an IB school, so they have oh, all yeah. these attitudes and attributes that they relate all the curriculum to. Yeah, my kids too. It's it's like magical over there. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you guys are discussing concepts like empathy, compassion, knowledgeable, inquiry, uh, risk-taking, um, it's it's like it's it's deep. That <laughs> makes me feel so much better because I thought we were just going to have a generation full of sociopaths, but no. empathy can be learned. So, yeah, that's a nice skill to teach somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're reflecting on whatever is going on. Let's say they learn a lesson, they reflect on it, or let's say they have a bad day, they reflect on it. It's it's like it's these concepts that they're teaching them at such a young age. And I feel really good about it. But what's so great about these concepts is that they tell us as parents to reinforce them in at the house. So these are all things that we talk about. Like if I'm having a moment with my son, I'm like, why don't you reflect on that? Or oh, very nice. are you being caring right now? Are you doing that? So yeah. what is your responsibility in this? How, so how old is he? He's nine. He's oh, okay. in fourth grade. Do your kids go to school together? No, what school do you have your kids? He's at Casita. Oh no, I'm at Vapa. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah but similar. It's also IB there, so they they have all this different stuff, like similar to what you're saying, mm-hmm. and so it's a school that like incorporates art into the curriculum. So on top of just a regular elementary school, they also do like every week they do dance, drama, mm-hmm. uh, music, um, uh, you know, like uh, science, all that different type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah and it's very it's it's, it's super interesting mm-hmm. and then on top of that yeah i i just am the type of person that likes to like dive deep with my kids so we started reading this philosophy book recently mm-hmm. and so now i'm just trying to like blow their minds with all this <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. about philosophy so yeah that's cool that you well, know i think kids yeah i'm hoping that I'm making the kind of kids that are going to go out and be good people in the world. Well, yeah, you could just indoctrinate your kid to think like, oh, you just eat fast food all the time and uh, I don't know, like throw your, don't recycle in your home and don't go out in mm-hmm. nature and don't participate in your community. Like you are free to indoctrinate your child with all those behaviors or you're free to not do that and yeah. create a critical thinking human being like mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty cool social experiment right now. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me, though. My little cousin goes to elementary school in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, not in Milwaukee, but in a smaller town in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I went to her school because she had a recital, and I saw on the wall a bunch of artwork that they all did, or it was a questionnaire, something like that, and it mm-hmm. said, "I'm normal because," and then they wrote all of the reasons why they were normal, and then she was like, "Oh, here's mine," and I was like, "That is." bullshit i was like (laughs) i was like do not listen to that like you shouldn't strive to be normal it's okay to be weird you want to be weird like being normal is terrible like ignore everything that they're teaching you like that's horrible it was so scary to me like yeah 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 that's it's so messed up too yeah because like you're saying like we can try to do this and and put this stuff on our generation of kids to be better but they have a lot of places in the world i think where that's not the case and Mm -hmm. like for example my um my cousin's husband is homophobic so she he moved their family to montana where they are (laughs) not as supportive of gay people as they are here like specifically for that reason and that's the kind of stuff that it's like hit like it's just yeah these people are wild yeah and these these bigots they have a lot of energy mm-hmm. so i yeah, guess I'll, they do i just went and talked to um students in this like social activism class through the communications department at cal state san marcos a couple weeks ago yeah i was invited to come talk to cool. this class is wild i was like you guys want to listen to me you leaned into it <laughs> I was like, okay. yeah. so i showed up and that's what i told them all i was like you guys the bigots have a lot of energy yeah this is a thankless job being an activist like you will not be rich but you need to get some energy. Like you need to go drink a Red Bull or something. Yes. Get some energy because these racist people, they are fueled by hate. <laughs> yeah, senseless do, rage is very energizing. They, they don't stop. They they don't stop. That guy like picked up his whole family and moved to another state because he hates gay people. That has nothing to do with his life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so a state that sucks. I don't know. I've Montana's probably pretty. I've never <laughs> no, met. it's really, never, pretty. It's really pretty. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I don't think it's this. You know, the, obviously, the chunk of land is fine. I think it's the people that live on that land and are pushing these policies that are probably not as great, I depending on the cities just, and places that you go to. He's isolationism. He's like, let me go isolate myself. Yeah, because I never really thought of Manta- Montana as particularly racist, but he's like, I want my neighbors to be like five miles away. Uh, yeah i don't want to see anybody for like three days that's interesting but your cousin is not racist or well yeah that's the thing is like she she's a a mexican person who uh, her both of her parents are immigrants and 
and he just seems to be really racist and <laughs> towards just black people toward or? everybody i think she's okay. being complicit she yeah. needs to like maybe think about her life i know i should probably edit this part out of the podcast <laughs> she should know i don't <laughs> she know. Should know i feel like but it's not i think doing? i think maybe um his daughter already spent too much time here because she pushes against a lot of the stuff that he says so Great. it's not working that's good How but it would she? probably be uh Maybe like 10. Uh, she's still young enough to be taken back to the dark side. <sighs> I suppose. Yeah, it's very possible. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It depends. I guess it depends on what, what's being taught. And I don't know. Isn't Disney like having like roles that are, you know, like there's a gay dad in a show? Oh, and, yeah. Like, there's yeah, more of that stuff happening that. where it's starting to be normalized. And so I think, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But she's old enough to where she's going to stop watching that soon. I don't know. I'm scared for her. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm scared for her too. Yeah. And for all the other people that are just like so easily, you could just go the wrong direction if you have the wrong conversation with your kid and mm-hmm. they bring something up to you and you're like, oh no, that's totally fine. But you could have the same situation where you're like, no, that's terrible. And you're right. That's not cool. And mm-hmm. you shouldn't accept that stuff. Yeah. It's gnarly. My my uh, nieces live in a town in Arkansas where they literally had a noose painted on a wall. Not uh, good. It's ouch, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's wild. <laughs> I'm like, let's it's end the podcast. It's <laughs> wild out here. You got to go do some stuff out oh, there. Yeah, let's, man, get, let's get Brittany yeah. motivated. Yeah, I don't know what to do. But <laughs> As white people, we have to be accomplices. We can't. It's not strong enough to be an ally. You have to be a bear poker. You have to be like, no. <laughs> We say Just no. What about how? What about is having this podcast doing something? Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, we are pushing forward certain messages when we try to be positive about questions that we're like, oh yeah, this is the thing that is wrong mm. because of whatever reason, depending I, on the question. I okay. just found a quote on faith on Instagram from uh, Emily's List is like a political organization that I follow on Instagram and um, they put a quote from Jeanette Rankin who was like one of the first congresswomen ever and mm. I think she was a woman of color and it was like if I, if I had to live my life again I would have been nastier oh very nice I was like yeah that's cause, awesome because that's kind of how I'm feeling I'm I'm like this whole like they go low we go high nonsense I'm sorry it's not working <laughs> oh no I'm pretty nasty but it's I guess I, it could wor- be nastier <laughs> it's that's not working <laughs> It's not working. You know yeah. what's nasty? Being a bigot. That's yeah. nasty. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I think I'm on the wrong part of Instagram then because all the quotes that I see on Instagram are always infuriating. <laughs> yeah, I don't see cool quotes like that. I I, <laughs> I think know. I'm friends with too many people who like love to work out. Yeah, so. that's oh. the worst type of inspirational <laughs> quotes. And I mean, God, I, I, I work out. I don't love it, but bless those people. But like, that's the kind of shit that well, I, I see. Do, I do too. But there's so many uh, uh, people that work out that post quotes like they're they're changing the world yeah. <laughs> by getting more muscles. Yeah, we've like, talked down, about dude. this before and it's just like, oh, yeah. man. Do you see stuff like that, like commonly given advice that you feel is like bad or like stuff that we keep telling people that we should probably stop telling people? Um, yeah, I I feel like people need the, I feel like advice is sort of a thing. Like you're going to find the advice that you're looking for, if that makes sense. Like it does, because I feel that way with astrology, you're going to read into it what you want (laughs) to and make it fit your life. Yeah. You're going to find what you want to hear, but 
so I think that we have to take more control of what, like more, we need to take more responsibility for the fact that we want to find those things. So like recognizing that, um, it's like lean into it. So like I aim to be really strong and opinionated. I know I'm a hard worker. I know I'm really good at things. Do I doubt myself sometimes? For sure. But that's my challenge all the time is not doubting myself and just pushing forward. So those are the kinds of quotes I'm drawn to is like just being a badass. Just going to keep being a badass. <laughs> going to keep being nasty. <clears throat> giving no Fs. Like yeah. give, give, give. Like got to just keep pushing through. So those yeah. are the quotes that I'm looking for. So do you think some people that are kind of being held back by themselves, mm-hmm. could it be that they are given the same opportunities that you, maybe you're presented with, but they just don't take advantage of it for whatever reason? Probably fear. Yeah, I think people are afraid of success. I don't think that everyone is given the same opportunities, though. That's mm-hmm. that's a big issue with our society. We don't have standards here, so we need to be always pushing to give more opportunities because that just makes us all better really (laughs) well you think maybe like in certain instances when you're not giving those opportunities do you think there's been times where you have just like with the in the situation of something like you know back fence Mm -hmm. you decided to just do it yourself without having the opportunity presented to you or do you or how do you think certain things like so back fence started because i was just sometimes i feel like a lot of problems are generational and i'm not an ageist at all but sometimes I feel like I get in a meeting or I'm engaging with someone uh, through a project and I'm realizing how non-essential they are because they can't change a date in an application or use a (laughs) google doc or reply all on an email and it's like or sometimes they do reply all on an email where they should not yeah and it's like what's going on here and I am a really hard worker and I also have a lot of soft skills so like I'm I have a cute face and I like people like me and I'm a pretty positive enthusiastic person I'm I'm mostly nice unless you are being a butthead I'm gonna I'm gonna call you I'm just really honest I'm really real and authentic I think I try to do that and through tattooing it's like my job is amazing in that way because I can just be myself all the time. I don't have to, I can be professional, but completely be myself. So, um, with back fence, it's a long story, but essentially it got to a crossroad where I was like, the opportunity was, I was either going to be given this other organization or I was going to start my own. And I was like, well, I'm starting my own thing. And the, the look on their face was like, what (laughs) shock it's like you can't push people you can't have people like doing all this admin work for you doing all this creative stuff for you and then at the end of the day you're not going to give them that piece of the pie and expect them to just like roll over on you right maybe people do but not me I was like okay bye gonna go do my own thing see ya yeah it sounds like you have a lot of gumption yeah I was like okay bye then like (laughs) yeah yeah not everybody can do that no I definitely can't (laughs) I'll take I'll take a lot of abuse but I I I do have a, a better attitude about trying to get shit done when it when it comes to 
my own personal goals, I'm better about that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. in a lot of other environments, I think I'm very easily, um, you know, pushed around. Or maybe you're just detached. You're like, this battle isn't even worth it. I don't actually care. I'm not that invested in this battle. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think there's probably a bit of that also. You know, like it's like, what do you have the fight for? Like when it came to art in my community, I just was it's not that it's like has to be my vision, but I just knew I was I was carrying a lot. Uh, I was carrying a lot of the load. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really smart. I know how to use a computer. I can get on. My husband's a graphic designer. Like, I can make a website. Yeah. Like, I can read really well. Like, <laughs> I'm really good at drawing. I can paint a mural. I, there's so many things I can do. I'm out, I'm phenomenal. Like, I'm not just going to roll over and have people be the boss all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. When they're not a good boss. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. David? take take notice i i'm gonna try to take notice yeah that's why it's yeah you i i see the stuff that's been going on here Mm -hmm. and it's awesome because you know i grew up here in vista and uh was not always so cool and now like it's a lot of it's awesome that i have this mic Mm -hmm. here every friday that's like i I mean if i wanted to and i don't but if i wanted to i could walk here (laughs) but i'm lazy (laughs) ass But just like walking distance, they have this cool place right here where like a bunch of like young kids are doing all their music and poetry and all yeah. their, uh, their stuff. It's just, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And you have to, you have to plant Be- seeds yeah. for the future. Like, I don't know where all these kids are going to go in mm-hmm. five, 10 years, but it's like, um, like playing songs, reading poetry, being creative. Those are all skills that maybe you don't make a million dollars from, but it helps you cope with the world. And we need more of that because Mm -hmm. if you are not outraged, you are not paying attention. This is crazy out here. Mm -hmm. It is crazy world we are living in. Yeah. And it's really expensive to live in this crazy world. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's insane. Mm -hmm. So I think like if we can, give people coping mechanisms to kind of like you know have a respite for a moment like we have to find more space for that we just do that's why i really do appreciate that we have this culture happening in vista where you can go meet for a beer with your friend at Mm -hmm. the science brewery and like play games and your kids can go with you and things have progressed a bit here in vista it's not you know you're not doing shots with your kid at the bar it's not not that type of scene it makes me think about um beowulf do you remember reading beowulf vaguely so the big thing i slept through a lot of that class (laughs) so a big theme in that story is that everything in life really happens in this beer hall so that's what i think Uh, about with all these breweries like everyone like gets married and they you know they yeah sing their songs and they have their discussions about their communities in these beer hall so yeah i think about that mm-hmm. we do no, a I lot d- of community i like that you mentioned that too because it's been a thing that's getting has uh, been really annoying as people complaining about people taking their kids to the breweries mm-hmm. i think that's fucked up because i take them over there me and my wife are just like having one or two drinks and we're all building a puzzle together or yeah. doing whatever it's like it's just a place for us to hang out it's not really like it's like oh, i'm gonna get shit face and vomit on the sidewalk <laughs> in front of my children yeah. <laughs> and i uh, yeah and i lived in germany like 20 years ago and it was so interesting culturally how yeah you just you can go over to the bar and you're like hanging out and there's like a group of teenagers sitting next to you and they're just having coffee yeah it's just a place to go Mm -hmm. like like 
we're just really puritanical over here in yeah. America yeah. town. Everything's like, stigmatized. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. But don't worry. See, and that's it's like these problems that we talk about. I really feel like a lot of them are so generational. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a lot of things that maybe people should have been thinking about 30 years ago. And they just weren't. Yeah. Because I think uh, if you're just <laughs> hanging out here on the weekend or something like that and you're hanging out with other people at a brewery, most people are just this is fine it's, <laughs> it's fine. not it's not like yeah i guess an older generation would probably be like very it, confused about the whole situation yeah their parents were even weirder than them they weren't yeah. allowed they, it was weird i, I mean, shudder to think about their parents <laughs> yeah. God. it was weird people were like being closet alcoholics and stuff and it was just weird so. yeah <laughs> yeah just having an open it, conversation it can be social it doesn't need to be weird no. yeah it definitely doesn't <laughs> So I have an update for the. Oh right! But yes. do we want to talk about it now? Because it's a it's a like a left turn from it's what we're sequitur. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is a little bit, but I feel like it's important to have an update. Okay, so I'll give you a little bit of backstory. We were talking um, on a previous on, episode. On a, yes, on a previous episode about how I don't remember how it got brought up, but basically, I had ten years ago had sex with this guy mm-hmm. who had two dick holes. He had two urethra holes. I don't know. And I never asked him about it. And I had always. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a non sequitur. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. But and I had, was always curious about it. And I had always wanted to be like, what's up with yeah. that? And I remember directly after it happened, telling my best friend about it. I remember Googling it to mm-hmm. see if that was a thing, which apparently it is. Um, and I just never. And that was that. Mm-hmm. And about every three years or so, this guy will message me, even though we have not seen each other in 10 years, and is like, hey, what's up? Like, want to hang out, basically. And I know, like, we don't. And I thought, (laughs) (laughs) and I thought, okay, well, since he still messages me sometimes, you know what? We're talking about it on the podcast. Let me message him and just ask him about it. So I messaged him and I asked him about it, and he didn't respond while we were doing the podcast, but he has responded since. And um, so I said, hey, always wanted to ask you about this, but never did. But I remember having sex with you and you had two dick holes. Like, what's (laughs) up with that? And he. (laughs) So he says, um, I sent the conversation to David so Mm -hmm. you can give your opinion. But he said, ha, 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 ha. I'm laughing so hard right now. You must be remembering somebody else. (laughs) Okay. But. Okay, but I remember. Like, wait, am I? I'm, no, I'm, I swear I saw that. I'm definitely not remembering somebody else. I know that for a fact. And I told David on the podcast that if he says that I'm wrong, I like it will fuck me up a little bit because that is a very real memory that I have. Yeah. And I know that you can misremember things. I know you can create false memories. And that's why <laughs> eyewitness testimonials and stuff like that are unreliable. Yes. But. I swear to God, guys, like, I just, I really don't understand. Like, there is no way. Yeah. Why would I have told, I told my best friend about it, right? When it mm-hmm. happened, I Googled it. Yeah. Like you remember. I Googled things it. Things after the, yeah. after this realization. Yeah. And then I re-Googled it to see like, okay, did I? And I remember all of the information the article was telling me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but it didn't seem like he was lying, right? Kind of? No, I don't it know. It seemed like he was being, yeah, well, it's tough because obviously he was still trying to 
get at that. So yeah, I, and then after he's like, you could see for yourself, see for if yourself, you want. and stuff Ugh. like that. So it oh, seems he's like trying he's to keep you curious, trying to bait you into checking it out again. But his initial reaction didn't seem like a lie. No, it didn't. But it also, based off of his interest in you, it's hard to know if he's a reliable person wait what does that mean like because like i said it seems like he's trying to bait you into oh. like checking it out once again it, it just could right because he, me- like- he he pops up in your message every three years yeah yeah because just- of that i feel like it could create a situation where it's like is this really reliable because he, it seems like he's trying to like um keep that mystery uh open so that you will try to solve it once again yeah <laughs> i mean look I'm telling myself that he's lying. Like, I'm firmly, like, I, I still... Yeah, I still believe it. I still believe it. But he didn't seem like he was lying. I don't know. <laughs> so there's a real Rashomon situation happening yeah, here. Yeah, I'm just more confused than ever. Yeah, so sorry, listeners. Was we don't have a clear answer for you yet. So were you in a relationship with this no. guy? Mm-mm. No, we might have only had sex once, actually. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so... That really complicates this whole mystery. Yeah, I don't know. But I I remember. I don't know. I think maybe it was like, you know, there, there could have been like a, like a, like a wind, like s- some light came from the window that kind of flashed mm-hmm. off his dick and no, maybe it was, was really shiny or something. So it kind of reflected a second dick <laughs> hole or something. No, it was, bro- it was broad daylight. It was daytime. Yeah. It so, was daytime. Yeah. There was no. There, there was were, plenty of light. There was plenty of light. There were no shadows. There was no. There was no like reflection. Because even when I looked up the images yeah. for it, when I searched it on now Google, Google look just they like looked it. similar. Yeah. yeah. You think maybe like something got in your eye? That created a like the image. I'm of just two. trying to like think of you know, and sometimes people are convinced that they saw something. And and I'm just trying to figure out what scientific explanation there could be for how that that could happen. Besides, maybe both one or both of you guys are lying or something like I that. I can't figure out. I can't figure out how this would happen if he's telling me the truth. Yeah, I can't figure it out. All right. Well, it's still out there. So if anybody, yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel like fifty fifty. I guess he might. He might not. Yeah, I think it's half. It's fifty fifty chance yeah. he does. For the listeners, I guess I could have sex with him again. <laughs> Just somebody get back just to, to solve it. Totally oh, this is good. Okay, so if, you, if we can get if we can get uh, uh, this podcast up to how many listens would you like a month? <laughs> if we start consistently getting like a thousand a thousand listens a month, month. Brittany will have sex with this guy again. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so we can figure this whole thing out. So yeah, listeners of the podcast, support us. You know, I, I hear that giving uh, five-star reviews is very helpful. Okay, yeah. So if you have iTunes, give us some five-star reviews. Recommend this podcast to your friends. Let's get this podcast up to 1,000 listens a month so that Brittany will have sex with this guy again. I could. And, I um, and figure it out. Figure, figure out, out the mystery. I mean, really, ultimately, that's what we're really trying to figure out here is like, you know. Yeah, it's not even about the penis anymore. No, this is like the inception top. Like, we yeah. want to know what's happening. This is about my life. <laughs> yeah. This is about, is your memory as sharp as you, you think it want is. it to be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I could get him to send me a picture, but then he would expect That wouldn't be fun, though. I'd, I like this <laughs> method better of trying to use... Uh, uh, a second dick hole <laughs> to get followers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have him on. Oh. I kind of feel like you should have him on. With the astrologer. 
with the astrologer. <laughs> or maybe... <laughs> the psychic. Yeah, a psychic. Oh, that's a good idea, too. <laughs> yeah. Do you think a psychic could tell you if this is real or not? Possibly. Oh, man. I don't know what their limitations are. Let's... Okay. Uh, so oh, dude. This is getting good. There's going to be a whole thing. So we're going to try to figure out different ways besides... <laughs> so on the, on the journey... <laughs> To you possibly fucking this guy again. <laughs> We're going to hit up a couple of people on the way. Maybe talk to a psychic. Maybe talk to <laughs> some other people to see if they can figure out whether this thing really happened or not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe, maybe a hypnotherapist. <gasps> like somebody yeah. could put you in hypnosis and like figure out. That's true. And then I wouldn't have to have sex with him again. Yeah. Unless... You get the thousand. Oh yeah! Yes! 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 <laughs> we still want them. So <laughs> we still want those listeners. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have. Let's get into some questions. <laughs> I, um, I live in a midwestern community that has expensive water and sewer costs. I also exercise every day, and as a result, I drink a lot of water, and I mean a lot of water. So when my wife is not home, I urinate in the bathroom sink. Then I wash my hands, which rinses the sink basin at the same time. This uses a fraction of the water that flushing the toilet would use. Multiply that by dozens of times a day. That's a lot, though. And the savings are significant. Urine is sterile. The sink gets washed out afterward, and my hands are clean. What are your thoughts on my actions? That's fucking gross. (laughs) Why aren't you just peeing in the toilet and not flushing it every time? It doesn't bother me at all. I don't know. I don't think it's gross. As a tattooer, it's, it's like the same idea. Like, I could dump my dirty cup in a sink and yeah it goes down the drain and maybe I like spray disinfectant but why I don't even understand why why wouldn't you just dump it in the toilet like just put it in the toilet and don't press the handle down I don't know I do that at my house in the shower I pee pee in the shower or pee in the shower I pee in the shower pee outside pee on some plants I don't flush the toilet all the time honestly it's like three four times then I flush the toilet if it's yellow, let it mellow. I remember that <laughs> saying at camp. If it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, um. I. I don't know. I think that. I don't know. I. I feel like I'm. I guess I'd just be grossed out by it if I was living with this person, or if, uh, if. Uh, I was visiting a house where I knew the person peed in the sink. Really? I don't know. If it were the kitchen sink, that would maybe bother me, but it not sounds, the bathroom sink. I don't know. This sounds like fetishy and weird. Like. There's got to be a better. I don't think this is the way to solve the problem. You could pee in a <coughs> bottle. You could pee. No, because then. Well, why not just pee in the sink? Because the 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 theory behind it is that he's trying to save water, but there's like other ways to do it without peeing in the sink. But he's gonna wash his hands anyway. Nobody's putting food in a sink. Nobody. I, I think, mean, I don't know. I guess if he's got to do it, just don't share that information. I don't want to <laughs> know about it. Yeah. I so, gotta do so that way I don't use that sink. He like can you have drop his, your toothbrush in it. Yeah. Something that like could happen. Yeah. Like so, gross. can he just have his own bathroom that no one else uses? Then do whatever you want. Also, even if you drink a lot of water, I feel like upwards of 12, 12 times a day is still way too much to use the bathroom. No. I don't know. Urine is sterile, so that does make I I, I, I understand see that, that, but it also but smells. I yeah. feel like you're seeing not if you're like drinking like not if you're drinking that much water though. Yeah, I guess. But okay, but but okay. Let's say he's awake. How often? How many hours are people awake a day? Eighteen. I guess. I have no idea. Sixteen, maybe. I'm not good at math. Mm-hmm. That is way too many times to be using the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's so crazy. Ultimately, this person needs a doctor and not an advice columnist. <laughs> Maybe that. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. I think he has some weird fetish thing. He has to like put his dick on the sink or uh, he likes the way those are like cold yeah <laughs> i think that's what's going on here maybe it just seems unnecessary like i just don't like I, to me i guess it's like why it seems Not ergonomically it doesn't make sense either no. like how are you doing that i think he just is lazy and wants to pee in the sink and he likes to say it's for environmental purposes to make it balls seem on like the counter so that you can <laughs> i like yeah. it makes more sense to pee in the shower it does also. Like but I guess he just, he can't he be doing so that so many times. Because again. he pees so often, I guess, whatever, but. I My know. kid does it. Like, if pees we, in only the sink have or the we only have one bathroom right now, so if I'm using the toilet, my kid will just pee in the shower. Like oh, like pee. into it? Yeah, like yeah. into the shower. That doesn't Seems bother me either. equally. <laughs> yeah, easy to do that than to pee in the sink. Some right? Pe- some people get so grossed out by people who pee while they're showering, and I don't get it. I don't get that either. I'm not a fan of it, but I get really? it, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. So you don't pee in the shower? Mm, I don't usually. I yeah. pee while I shower. I brush my teeth in the shower. So kill mm-hmm. so many birds with one stone. Why do all those things separately? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it's just. I guess there's just. Yeah, maybe I should get over it, but. Um, I like my favorite place to pee is the shower. It's mm. so much nicer than peeing in the I toilet. Don't know if I yeah, have it's a, a lot of work when pee. you're a female going to the bathroom. Yeah, I mm. use so much toilet paper. We all know it's. I do too. I get yelled yeah. at in my house about it. It's a problem. Ooh. It's a problem. I had a dream last night mm. that our mutual friend, for yeah. no, this dream is for no reason. She was watching me go to the bathroom and she was like, "Wow, you use too much toilet paper." <laughs> <laughs> so had a dream about that. Yeah. Yeah. So what is our ultimate? I mean, so your your advice to this person is just do it then? Yeah. <laughs> My advice is can you just do it in the shower basin? Uh, yeah, I would say um, see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Both physically and mentally. <laughs> There's some stuff happening here <laughs> that I am not sure about. And also, I think kudos to all the water drinking. Good job. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. hydrated. Although it seems like maybe this person has a little bit of like a, um, like OCD. If they're, if they feel, uh, it almost seems like a compulsion, not necessarily like it's just like I'm just really thirsty, or it seems like they're, I don't know, to drink that much water. I don't know what would be happening that you'd be needing to, except if it, I don't know if it was like a little bit of a compulsion, possibly. I guess there's a lot wrong with this guy. A lot wrong with it, dude. <laughs> you need to get some fucking help. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed innocent, but <laughs> it seemed innocent. It's not. You're a monster. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my question says, uh, I live in an apartment with two roommates whom I did not know prior to moving in together. Our apartment has thin walls. Since we moved in three months ago, we've been battling with the upstairs neighbors who blast music between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. usually on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Ooh. It's annoying for sure, but I put my earplugs in and go to sleep. One of my roommates, though, has a serious vendetta against them because of their noise and has submitted enough complaints that she persuaded the landlord to evict them. I've remained fairly neutral throughout the situation. If my roommate wants to make it her mission, that's fine. I'd prefer to ha- I prefer to have less noise too, but I also don't care enough to do anything about it. The thing is, this roommate with the vendetta happens to have the loudest natural speaking voice I've ever heard, and she <laughs> never seems to make an effort to lower her voice. To me, her speaking voice in the apartment uh, is way more intrusive than the upstairs neighbor's noise. She speaks uh, at near yell- yelling volume whenever in... Uh, the early morning or late at night how on earth if at all do i tell this person who's supposedly really sensitive to noise uh <laughs> that her speaking voice is uh a noise complaint worthy Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't know this 
I like the way this question kind of had a, a, a little turn. Yeah. Yeah. It did have a little twist. I thought they, I thought that they were going to be like, and they are like, they're trying to force me to rally mm-hmm. behind them. Yeah. But, um, I think you just got to fake a headache and be like, Ooh, can you like talk quieter? My head hurts. Yeah. Just maybe re- develop a drinking problem. So you're always hung over. So you always have that headache. <laughs> so you're not lying about it. Yeah, so you're not <laughs> lying. And then you're, you're fully having integrity, right? <laughs> I <laughs> I usually am about being super upfront with people and having open discussions, but um, one of my best friends is a very loud person. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks really loud. She laughs really loud, and it doesn't bother me at all, but it bothers some people. Yeah. So we'll be out sometimes, and we'll get into arguments because people will get upset about how loud she is, and her response is never... Um, it's not going to go the way <laughs> like she keeps it nasty. Like uh, she's, yeah. She's I mean, she's be- just basically like, this is how loud I talk. I can't help it. Like this is the, like, that's just me, you know? So I, I don't know. I don't see the conversation going their way. Um, and also it doesn't seem like it actually bothers them. It seems like it bothers them in the context that yes, of the situation. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're being hypocritical because mm-hmm. you're loud as fuck too. Yeah. But, um, so j- I don't think it's worth it. I think it's okay to complain about it in the sense that like this person is saying that they're very loud in the morning and at night. I think you can still have a conversation about like, Hey, can you at least in these hours, like kind of, you know, I guess maybe it would be difficult because, like you said, of the context of the situation <laughs> to I, say that I to would them. just avoid the situation and start looking for a new place to live. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a good idea. That's, also. Like, that's probably what I would do. True. If it yeah. doesn't actually bother you, yeah. then I don't think that you should bring it up because you could make your living situation really, really awkward. Yeah. But if it does actually bother you, then I think that you could bring it up, but maybe don't relate it to like, oh, you crazy asshole, you got this person kicked out, but you're loud as fuck. (laughs) Like, I don't think you have to compare the two situations. And also, I think, but uh, speaking voices, uh, some people can't control that. It's just the way that they are. Um, You can control the (laughs) volume of your music if you're playing it loud in like a close quarters to other people. So, you know, I I wouldn't say this is necessarily their fault. Like I have, uh, my nieces are really loud and they just, they can't help it at all. Yeah, but they're children, right? Yes, but they still, it's just like they're, uh, yeah, it just seems like they can't help. Maybe, maybe they'll, as they get older, they'll grow out of it. I think so. Maybe when some I people like your friend don't ever grow out of I it. Think, yeah. so. I think the speaking voice annoyance, like it's a little ping that probably it's more personality annoyance. And probably. Yeah. Maybe it's time to start thinking about mm-hmm. how do I. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. When, when I was a kid, I talked so loud that my parents thought that I had a hearing problem and they took me to um an ear so doctor funny because now i have so much trouble getting you to talk loud on this isn't podcast isn't that ironic <laughs> yeah it. that is so, that is so funny um but yeah i guess that ta- i learned to not be you learned <laughs> yeah so you know, this, this goes back to our conversation earlier parents should have fostered that loud voice yeah she was like <laughs> the doctor was like she hears fine <laughs> um i think you can't control how loud you laugh though no, for the most part, I love people who laugh loud. I just love it. Yeah. I laugh pretty Depends. loud if something catches me off guard. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. I some people it. do kind of have an annoying laugh, but I think I don't mind it. I one of my good friends, uh, Jimmy Wolpert, had an infamous <laughs> yeah. laugh, and he he was a stand up. So, and he if if there was a joke that wasn't funny and everybody stayed quiet, you'd just hear his one laugh, mm-hmm. super loud in the background because he loved to watch people bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's very distinct. Now, super loud eating. Oh my god. Oh no. I'm done. We're done. Oh We're yeah. Done. We're not. It's, it's a deal breaker. Yeah. Done. You Bye. can. I'm you moving can, out right now. You can help that though. <laughs> I don't know if you can. Well, I think it depends. If you're chewing with your mouth open yeah. and being gross, then <laughs> yeah, you can fucking help that. But you can't, I mean, you can't help if you're eating popcorn and that's loud. Oh yeah, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. My sister and my dad get really angry if you like eat anything that crunches around them. And so even if we're eating, I'm like, I, there's literally nowhere else for, for me to go to eat. And they're giving me the angriest looks and i'm like i what then fucking leave dude like i need to eat food yeah. like yeah so i uh, i have anxiety now about it about chewing yeah i was around with, them huh now around anyone oh, wow. i was with my boss in um an office and we were um we were doing something for work and i was eating bell peppers and i was like I started chewing and I was just kind of looking around awkwardly, kind of expecting to be <laughs> yelled, <laughs> yelled at. at. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what are you doing? Chew normal. And I was like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it was just noticeable by him looking at you that you were obviously eating differently. Um, well, I think because we were listening to work phone calls oh, okay. um, to QA and I was like, can you please play a call already? So it's not quiet in here because <laughs> I want to like eat these and not feel really uncomfortable. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> I think it's my turn. That's your turn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, about three years ago, I found out that my wife of five years was having affairs with multiple men. Jeez. I was crushed and we got divorced. About a year ago, I ran into her twin sister during a work event and we began dating. Oh, we, lo- no. <laughs> <laughs> we love each other very much, but now my ex-wife has threatened to sever all ties with her sister and turn the family against her if our relationship continues. I never told my ex-wife's family about her cheating because I didn't want to embarrass her. Should I tell the truth or just move on? Uh, like move on, like get away from the twin that you're dating now or I I don't know. I feel like this guy likes drama. That's crazy. I know. You're what like, are you doing yeah. to yourself? You're like punishing yourself. You're going to look at someone who looks exactly like the person who cheated, cheated on, on you. you. Yeah. I mean, regardless of whether or it's not. a really good point. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Do you hate yourself? Like, Yeah. Okay. So we're going. And you're obviously going to run into her. Uh-huh. That's her twin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're weird. It's very (laughs) weird. Also, regardless of whether or not the family knew about her cheating on him, it is still fucked up for her sister to start dating him. Yeah. Even if she knew. It's all fucked up. So him telling the family like, hey, she actually cheated on me. So that's why we got divorced. I'm not just the scumbag who divorced her and started dating her sister. It doesn't matter because... (laughs) Because maybe he, okay, maybe if we don't, like, we're like, hey, it's not weird that he would want to date her twin. The sister's still fucked up. Yeah. So uh, I, the ex-wife has every right to want to cut ties with her sister regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so my advice is, I don't, I don't know. My advice is, why? Did, yeah, I guess, why did you get into the situation in the first place? I guess now that it's happened... I guess I would say you don't need to tell the family anything. That's kind of fucked up. I would say love yourself and maybe move to another town where you're not just dating twins. Like, I don't even understand people and their dating lives sometimes. I've been married for a long time, so I don't know. Like, I'm really out of it, but... 
why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. I think I it's, can't even, it's, it's like, your second chance, right? I feel like that's what like that's what the fantasy is. Like, oh, this is like I was super attracted to this person, and maybe this is the right version yeah. of that person. I think he's objectifying. Love. No, that's like, weird. People are objects because why? What are you doing? Like, you needed somebody to look exactly like the person that you maybe loved the first. Yeah, round. and if they were like, married. That means that there was probably interaction where this person, it's kind of like incestuous in a way to like this person that was kind of like a family member to you at a certain point is now a person that you're dating. Ish. And then like did that sister harbor feelings for him the whole time? I mean, regard, I don't know if his motivation is maybe if I tell the family, then maybe they won't be as hard on the woman that I'm dating. But yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Her no. cheating on it's you irrelevant. has no relevance. Yeah. I think he needs to like get involved in some volunteer work so he can <laughs> expand his dating pool. I don't yeah. know. Like what, where, where are you going to meet people? You just, he just, he, I don't yeah, know. I don't he, know. It seems weird. Like I can't imagine like Madison has two brothers, so I guess I can't put myself in this situation. Uh, but so you, you would never date one of Madison's brothers. I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, they're not my type. Uh, but even like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think it would be way too painful to date somebody who is a twin of an ex that you were or very, even, very hurt by. Yeah. It, I it never know. allows you to move on. Or, you, or even no. like a person, like if like my brother dated somebody, there's no fucking way I'd ever date that I person. It just seems so wrong and yeah, weird. It's gross. Yeah. I don't, yeah, no. <laughs> you don't even know why you're doing that to yourself, bro. Like, yeah, move. Yes, my advice is move on. Move on. Move on from this entire like, situation. Can you just like f- expand your dating pool, like please? This guy and the guy from the peas in the sink, they just need to live in a house together. I think that guy's fine. <laughs> that guy's <Okay>. fine. <laughs> oh, I like this one because it's very relevant to my life. Okay, so. um this one says, my seven-year-old son has recently discovered Michael Jackson. I'm having oh, a hard time no. with it. Considering I don't want to answer that. No, I'm haunted. Okay. I couldn't even get through it. <laughs> I haven't even attempted to watch the You haven't attempted? Tr- no. Oh, man. I, want it's, I watched the first episode. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even finish the first. It's graphic. Is it? Yeah, but, you know, I don't know if this makes me fucked up, but, like, some... <laughs> <laughs> so yes it does continue no, no, no. i watched the first episode and like part of me like thought it was boring i don't know wow well it's a lot of dialogue it's it, it's, it's like totally a lot of like interview yeah. which would is, you have liked more like recreations no, and stuff? No, no 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 i don't like i do not like recreations i think it's just because i'm like we all know it we already know it and yeah there was a lot of detail that was maybe i did Omitted. i don't know i think i just found the whole thing you know there's no build-up you all everybody knows what happened yeah so i think that's what i i found boring about it i didn't mind all of the dialogue but part of me was just like yeah we get it i guess i'm curious um about when the parents found out or chose to stop ignoring the fact that they knew the entire time sorry to segue but i think that's why we have to watch the second i think that's what i need to know is what people are telling me they're like no you need to go watch the second part and i'm i'm like i'm having a really hard time getting through the first part maybe just skip to the second part i was haunted like i I have a nine-year-old son i was just like well, I am thinking back to certain lyrics and certain songs to where, like... Um, yeah, it was, like, it's just too much. Because Beat It... <laughs> oh, my God. Pretty Young Thing? Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs. Beat It says, your butt is mine. Or is that bad? That's bad. Bad. But your butt is mine. And he, like, really liked little, like, them to... Okay. Yeah. yeah let's I won't spoil anything. No spoilers for this yeah. documentary because I haven't uh. seen it. Uh, so considering the child molestation allegations <laughs> against Jackson, 
It's hard to constantly hear his music being played by my child. My son's interest is at a point where uh, for his recent birthday, friends and families bought him a record and MJ patch to wear on his jacket and a white bedazzled glove. My son has definitely received lots of instruction about Stranger Danger and such. Uh, but do I tell him that his music idol would be potentially <laughs> be growing up uh, that might want to harm him? If I told him he simply wasn't allowed to listen anymore, he wouldn't want some kind of explanation. Or do we simply wait out uh, until this passes and have a difficult conversation when he's older? For the record, aim, uh, <laughs> I believe the accusers, which makes uh, this all especially hard. What is your advice? I truly don't know because the reason I didn't even want to talk about it is because I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because I fucking love Michael Jackson, Same. you know? Yeah. And and the thing is, I, I don't know why, because growing up, I loved the Cosby show. I watched it over and over and over. Even as an adult, I loved it. And then all the stuff about Bill Cosby came out. And now I'm like completely disgusted by him. I can't even look at him anymore or watch the show. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, like anybody else, I would be disgusted by him and I would hate him. But I just don't I I don't know. I don't know. It's such a struggle for me. I think that if okay, so as a mother, I think if my son were like becoming obsessed with Michael Jackson, then I think I would have a talk with him and I would be like, okay, I want to talk to you about this. I'm going to explain to you that this artist right here went out of his way to hurt children in a very impactful way that they could never ever get over it will carry with them forever and um he touched them <laughs> i would i would say it in a child way like i would explain it to my kid so you wouldn't put on the documentary but i would be like attempted yeah. i need you to know that this is a very very bad man and I, I want you to fully understand the decision that you're making to be an, a fan of his right now and what he did and why it was so wrong. Mm-hmm. And I need you to be, I need you to know, I need you to know that he was, he wasn't a cool guy. He wasn't a good guy. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad stuff that he did. It's not okay. These are conversations we need to be having more of in society. A seven, you can say, you can explain it in a seven year old way. Yeah. And then if he still wanted to listen to him, how do you think that you would go about? Uh, do you think you would allow him to? I think that I would say, you know what? Um, I personally don't want to listen to this because it's making me really bummed out because I'm just thinking about the harmful things that he did to little children. So if that's something that you want to do, you need to go do it in your room. And I don't want to listen to it. So that's your choice to make to be a fan of his. But I'm choosing to not listen to it. Yeah. So please respect my choice. And that's that's what I would tell my kid. And yeah. do you think that you can separate the art from the person? Um, like he can be a fan of his music, but not be a fan of the things that he did. You know what? I think we're at a special time in the world right now, and I'm really glad where things are going. And no, I don't think I can separate the art from the person. And I think that that is where we need to be going as a society because this bullshit is going on too long at this point. Like it's been going on since the beginning of time. I think we all know that. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, I agree with you. And I just I don't know how to reconcile it with myself because he's the only person who I can't, like, I still hear his songs and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. So, we, I mean, pro, uh, right before this whole thing came out, we were regularly listening to Michael Jackson, me and the kids in the car and stuff all the time. So, But the I, thing yeah. is, you always knew. 
Yeah, I always knew. I guess I, I wasn't knew. confronted with it the same way that it was now, and there was always, I guess, enough people that were like, well, maybe he didn't, or stuff like well, that, where it could be like... The documentary is like you're yeah. listening to these adult men describe their loss of innocence under his predatory, like, gross ways, mm-hmm. and you're basically losing your innocence while you're watching this movie because you're having to come to terms with your fandom over this guy that you know did these things. And that's why that movie is so important. I was talking to somebody about this. I was like, that's why this movie is really important. Yeah, I get it's like kind of slow in the beginning. You're like, okay, like, uh." but you have to sit there and you have to take it and you have to watch it because it's like, you have to lose that innocence yourself. Yeah. So that way you won't separate the art from the person any longer because it's fucked up and we can't be complicit to that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we have to protect children from predatory people. That is so fucked up. Like what he did. Yeah. It's fucked up. And those parents are fucked up. Like I can't even imagine like as a mother, like there's I go to a lot of engagements and like my kid comes with me like my kid comes with me a lot of stuff there's been a few times where I go to something where I just get a red flag from someone and particularly like recently like I get a red flag from this person my kid was like oh can I go sit over there I was like hell no you can't (laughs) and my kid was like why not and I was like because I said no I don't need to explain it to him and I'm not even trying to risk anything happening to him his little baby child brain like he's got he only has like nine years left and then he's an quote-unquote adult like i have to do everything i can to protect him you know what i'm talking Mm -hmm. about it's like it's wild we all have to like just lose that innocence right now and just do whatever we can to protect children i think it's just so fresh right now i haven't actually like gotten to the point where i'm just like hey we're not listening to michael jackson anymore Uh, although i think like the way that people like culture reacted to it it seems like this was enough of a thing that now people I think will be um, more willing to let that go or let, let this image of him pass and just move on from his music and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I don't think there was ever a a point culturally where it was that shocking to us that we just have to accept it. Look, I mean, I get, obviously I get finding it hard to let go of liking his music. I know I, that's difficult, but I think there is zero excuse as far as being a fan so much so that you are like unwilling to believe that that happened. Mm. And that's what I think is fucked up. Um, yeah. Also, I want to know who were the fucking people working for him because, okay. And I am not excusing anything that he did, but Michael Jackson was mentally ill and he was abused as a child and he was basically created Mm -hmm. to be the, like, I don't think, I don't think there is any way that he could have not done these things just because of how he was raised and the childhood that he had. Yeah. Still inexcusable, but the people that worked for him and enabled it and allowed it to happen, like why the fuck are they not being put in jail or looked at? I don't understand. These are these are all conversations that, as a society, we need to be having about being complicit, like be nastier. Like these people get to be nasty over here, and you're just not supposed to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's not even, I mean, the sexual abuse, obviously, but the emotional trauma that they went through, like of being fucking in love with him and how he manipulated them. And they were like fucking jealous of each other because then this other little boy came in and got to like have his attention. And that is just so fucked up that I don't know how you ever get over that. Yeah. 
uh, evolve as human beings. I you you the shiny things you can't be wooed by that stuff. Like you got to stop being wooed by shiny things, people. Humanity out there, it's just stuff. Like yeah, your kid's innocence is like you can't replace it. <laughs> you can't get it back. It goes away. It's gone. Once it's gone, it's gone. Oh my god. It's like it's it's so wild. I know that so, movie is so haunting, dude. I can't. I couldn't finish it. So I'm, not, I'm probably not gonna watch it. I was just like, I think at a certain point, I'll just accept. Be like, yeah, okay. I think that you should. I think, uh, I think you I'll, should watch it. I think I'll you have it. to. I'll believe it. No, and I'll stop. I've always believed it, but you should watch it. I mean, but how do you think that you get over something that was so impactful to you growing up and not? How do you think you make yourself dislike something that is like ingrained to you? I don't you know at if this I, I like need to make myself dislike it, but I can still decide like, okay, well, I'm not gonna, you know, I guess because I went through a similar thing because I was such a Woody Allen fan. Yeah, I think yeah, so right. Yeah, what, whatever, <laughs> inf- whatever positive influence I was able to grab from that, I I took it, and everything else, I just got to be like, well. Yeah. yeah, move on now. I know because there are Woody Allen. Like I like Vicky Cristina Barcelona, but now uh, I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, like, I haven't. Woody I don't Allen's think I've fucking gross. Ever I since like, that, yeah, ever since that um, that article came out um, where they were talking about where his daughter was talking about the stuff that he had done to her. Yeah, I was pretty much that See? was like I, I that was just the first thing where I was just like okay. And I can just not revisit anything anymore. Yeah, and I'm fine with it. And that's another one. Yeah. I liked him. You say his name now, and I feel sick. But I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe I'll get there. I hope I get there. <laughs> I'm hoping we get to a place in society where we ha- can have uh, creative geniuses who aren't child molesters and power tripping sexual abusers. Do you like, think that's possible? I, I don't think know. it is possible. I just don't think that we've made space for it yet because we keep allowing, we keep being complicit. Like we keep allowing this shit to happen. Like we have to all put our feet down and be like, no. Like, kids are more important than this. Like, but, but, but pro-life. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. This is so crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Since the beginning of time. Like, yeah. <laughs> David, you really... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Up I'm, I'm, I'm in a dark yeah, place. Yeah. <laughs> Can you take us somewhere happy now? Well, that was my question, so... Oh. I don't know that it, any of these are going to take you someplace happy. Um fucking michael jackson fuck you <laughs> so this one is just more annoying um so <laughs> i guess it's happier in comparison yeah okay my husband's parents own a beautiful lake house where my husband and i have spent a week or two every summer for decades two years ago my husband and i invited three couples our close friends to spend a weekend with us there last week a friend who was part of the group that vacationed with us two years ago texted me saying that she and our other friends were planning on contacting my in-laws to arrange dates for the group to vacation at the lake house she said that she knows my husband and i are busy and might not be able to join them but they'd like us uh but they'd like to go this year and don't want us to feel like we have to host them essentially our friends planned a vacation without us to our family's house i told my friend that my in-laws weren't ready to open the cabin to friends unless family was present and she replied that it was fine how do i let my friends know that this request slash demand was rude and presumptuous how do i stop this from happening in the future Oh, weird. Dude, why are people always making stuff so weird? (laughs) This is so insane to me. I would be like, at this point, I would not want this person to be my friend anymore. Like, that is just so gross to me. I'd be like, this is my fucking family's house. Uh, Like, we brought you there because it is, it's my family house. It is not a rental. Are you my friend? Yeah. Are you even my friend? 
you're not even my friend. You just want to take stuff from me. I mean, I wouldn't want to be friends with somebody who lacked the, that amount of self-awareness. Like if you <laughs> ha- cannot concept- conceptualize yeah. at all why that is weird <laughs> or rude. <laughs> or tacky or, as fuck. Yeah, then I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I'm calling my in-laws to be like, you need to cancel all of that. <laughs> and then we're canceled. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, are the... Are the people like okay with it? I guess besides, like, I know the in-laws. You mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it sounded to me like I don't know if they've asked yet. They haven't asked. Or yet. maybe they don't even have the information to be. Maybe they're contacting this friend to be like, "Hey, what what's your in-laws' phone number? Because we're planning this." Thing. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. I'm sure they can find another place. I don't understand why they. Uh, I mean, I don't give a fuck if they find another place. It's just like, <laughs> what is wrong with them? Yeah. Yeah, Do they a, hang out with the in-laws? Uh, like, I guess if there's a relationship, a friendship going on with the in-laws, like, it doesn't they said, seem no, it doesn't like, seem it. like it. And they gave them some sort of, like, open invite, like, hey, you can, like, hit us up and use this place whenever. Like, that's, I mean. That's a bit of information that we weren't given for this question, so that's a possibility if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But I feel like a person that does stuff like this this can't be the first offense. Like no people like this are they, there's probably several red flags that led to a moment like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they were like, Hey, we had so much fun at your in-laws house. Can we do it again? Let's plan a trip together. That's normal. Yeah. Uh, this is not normal. And I, I don't know. I don't, hey, don't feel like you need to come. Yeah. No, don't feel like you need to host us at your fucking family's house. It's so weird. I just and I don't understand this person's um, issue with being able to confront them. Like, why are they even writing an advice question to be like, how do I go about like be like, that is so inappropriate. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the I struggle some people is. People have difficulty being um, straightforward with their friends. And I'm one of those people. Yeah. But in a situation <laughs> like this, I think that yeah. you would be like, no. Yeah. Maybe. You don't think so? I don't know what I am. I think I might be like, oh, I didn't get that text or something. I, fe- I feel like you <laughs> would I just ignore like- it. <laughs> I'm I like, feel yeah, like- let me talk to them. And then I just never talk to them. I feel like this person needs to kind of examine their own behavior and recognize where they were making themselves a doormat that these people felt comfortable enough to be so presumptuous, like, so that this doesn't happen again. But they need to nip it in the bud. Like they need to like squash this because mm-hmm. that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I feel it's like super th- wild. There has to had to have been things leading up to this, like you said. That I feel like this didn't just like come out of nowhere. No. So this person needs to really examine like how they're allowing people to sort of walk all over them because mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what this feels like right now. It's like yeah. I mean, I guess based on them even writing the question, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> that they would even let it get this far also i'm so quick to just like cut people off when that like <laughs> okay, there, there's so fine. many times where i'm just like oh, man, this this friendship is causing me way more stress than i like and i'm just gonna put some big distance between me and mm-hmm. this person there's like, no shortage of friends no we David say it all the time said. yep that's one of our sayings yeah <laughs> there's no shortage uh, of friends. i stayed i went and worked in australia for six weeks with this crazy uh australian tattoo shop owner and he he gave me the best advice i've ever been given Ooh. he said you know when i started getting in trouble with that friend sarah and i said when he said when i started taking them seriously oh. and i was like that is the best advice i've ever heard <laughs> so i take that with me everywhere whenever i'm getting that like this person like they're obviously being weirded out by this friend 
instead of instead of losing the friendship, you could put it on the back burner, like squash this whole rental thing, sort of make some distance. You don't need to like completely burn the bridge friendship because you can grow and evolve as a person and like do all those things. But yeah, you definitely need to like examine how you're allowing people to walk all over you. I think that's the better lesson this person can learn right now yeah. like how to not have people feel comfortable enough to use them as a doormat because so, for some reason that energy is being put out there mm-hmm. yeah i wouldn't feel comfortable enough doing that to anyone even I if would, i thought they were the- <laughs> no i you know what and i don't really treat people like doormats that's like not my style but you know there's people out there who will totally take advantage of people in that way so this person is being given like a lesson is being like placed in front of them right now and they need to like learn that lesson yeah that's what's happening yeah <laughs> yeah that is exactly what's happening right now i agree yeah that's good good advice right there <laughs> okay we're we're at a, a little over an hour now so i think we could probably wrap up um that's gonna be the, the it for this episode so um i guess uh let's see do you have anything you want to plug um plugging oh alley art festival is coming up in june mm, so if nice. you or you know any creative people musicians anything get in touch uh alleyartfest.org june 9th downtown vista 1 to 7 p.m um, very nice yeah i'm i'm really excited about that so cool that's, that's basically my giant plug right now <laughs> we have tons alley of art other Festival. yeah we have tons of other stuff going on so yeah. instagram at beckfins society or on facebook i put all the events up on there so. nice awesome cool we'll definitely uh uh have to check some of those out and um, as usual, if you want to ask some solicited advice, you can reach us at unsolicitedadvicepodcast1 at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, please, guys, come on. Let's let's get some more questions in here because we got too much. It's it's research. It's research for me and Brittany mm-hmm. to have to, like, look up questions. So mm-hmm. if, if you hook us up. Um, yeah. I ha- and then we have to do less work. And that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then when we have to work less, we're more motivated to do the podcast. Oh, me. me I am 100 percent. We need you to motivate Brittany. Okay? Yeah, please so. help. Please help. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any other uh, things? No, that's no? it. Cool. That's it. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And don't overdo anything. Mm-hmm.